So this is uh, this is Gabe from Motoring File, and uh, I'm at the Chicago Auto Show, looking at the most beautiful dirty mini I think I've ever seen. That's right. Um, and I am with a couple folks responsible for the trophy on top of the roof of this car. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm Louis Pericarpi. I'm the team owner. Um, I also built the cars uh, almost two years ago now, and um, we're obviously starting our third season, and and we just. Uh, we just finished winning one of the biggest races that we could have uh, asked for, really. Um, it was our first four-hour endurance race at Daytona International Speedway uh, during the 24-hour weekend, which the whole world of racing is there. Is, is, everybody's there. Is there. Everybody's yeah. there. Every manufacturer, everybody's there. And uh, it was It was big. It was big. You know, we had our competition is stiff. You know, we race against uh, Porsche, Porsche mm-hmm. Caymans. The Audi S3, the BMWs, mm-hmm. and the S3. To get more specific, the S3 is a very purpose-built race car, if I remember right. Well, the, most of the cars that we're competing are well-developed race cars. Well, yeah, yeah. well-developed is a better Deve- term, yeah, because they're all they're all production-based cars. Uh-huh. But they've been racing for a while. Most of them. The Audi actually debuted with us in Sebring two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other cars, the BMWs, the the Porsche. The MX-5, the Nissan—they're all—they all been racing for a while mm-hmm. now. So, and they're—they have standalone systems mm-hmm. and them, um, you know, uh, race brakes and stuff like that. And with like the Cayman, is it the Cayman R or is it a variation of the racing Cayman that that they? Because I guess where I'm going is you guys built this from the Mini that you could buy on the street. That's correct. And yeah. and these other folks, I'm just curious how much. How much of that did they do, or did they start with sort of racing shells? They, they start with a similar, you know, production mm-hmm. Cayman. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Cayman out of the dealership is almost a race car. Right, right. right it right. comes with four, six piston calibers. I don't, I don't know the, the details yeah, of the car, yeah. but, but you buy it that way. Yeah. And uh, and they they have standalone uh, fuel injection systems and mm-hmm. uh, uh, remap ECUs and stuff like that. And right. so... Uh, our minis are not. Our minis are literally. We run the factory brake calipers. We just change the brake pads. Uh, and that was a big. Uh, that was a big addition this past year. Is you finally got approval to run the JCW pads. Yeah. Uh, right? Halfway through last year, they gave us. They they allowed us to run the JCW brake calipers. Calipers. When we came into the series two years ago, uh, we had to run the Cooper S brake, which is less of a, a swept smaller, area. Smaller, yeah. much smaller single piston. You know, it's. Yeah. Uh, uh, just the average OEM yeah. brake setup, and uh, the Mini JCW comes with Brembo four piston calipers, three hundred and thirty five millimeter rotors. I mean, yeah. for a street car, those are pretty those big, are pretty, pretty yeah. amazing brakes. Yeah, you know? and with a, a small car weighing twenty five hundred pounds, and uh, you know the power rate, the to weight ratio is awesome. Yeah, and uh, we. You know, when we got the cars, they were brand new. They were the first production of the Jace, the, mm-hmm. the, the the hard top, right, F56. Right, right. So there was nothing available even in the performance market for mm-hmm. for it. So basically, when we built the cars, we just um, we had no idea what we were, what we were doing. I mean, mm-hmm. we had no options. Even a standalone management system wasn't available. Mm-hmm. You know, Motec or Bosch didn't. They 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 were going to have to develop one for the car and. And we had talked to them originally to get it going, but we needed to go racing. 
right, know, right. and they needed a year to do it, and we had 30 days to get it done. So we decided to run the car how it came from the dealership stock, stock uh, electronics. We didn't and so that it. was two years ago. Fast yeah. forward to this past uh, race. Yeah. How much of a difference has that time made? Same, same electronics. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Yes. So that's the, amazing. The only thing that the car has is a piggyback uh, that we've we've uh, made uh, that controls the boost because the series uh, has this uh, balance of performance. Right. Right. Because they want every car to be able to have an opportunity to win. Right. So you know the Caymans are turned down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the MX-5s are turned up quite mm-hmm. a bit. The, the Civics, they're not here this year, but they were turned up. Mm-hmm. And the BMWs were, they're pretty close to to probably the stock boost, and we mm-hmm. were turned down. So, really? Yeah. So we were turned down originally when we started racing. And, uh, That's interesting. And we had small brakes. They made us put the Cooper S <laughs> brakes on them. So literally, we had to dumb the car down from the dealership to yeah. go racing. I mean, that's, it's just crazy. That's amazing. And today, we run the exact electronics with a piggyback. Mm-hmm. Our boost is very close to stock, mm-hmm. uh, the stock boost. Um, we have the JCW brakes now with mm-hmm. our brake pads, race brake, brake pads. And uh, uh, the difference, the difference, the you know, the race car has more horsepower than the street car mm-hmm. because we run race fuel, 100, mm-hmm. 100 octane race fuel. Mm-hmm. And, I think we're um, gonna sneak over here a little bit. They, uh, our boost controller, you know, the cars manufacturers today worry about torque, mm-hmm. and to maintain a certain torque, the boost, you know, under acceleration, beginning it goes up, and then it starts dropping as the RPM goes up, all with the purpose of maintaining the torque number. Right, right. Well, for us that doesn't work because we lose power as right. the boost comes down. Right. So, our our um, piggyback basically is the same factory boost, but we maintain it at peak boost the whole, the whole time. So that's that's we maintain the horsepower all, all along the power band. So tell me a little bit about the race because I think it's you know it's a four hour endurance race. It's on the high banking of Daytona. It's a, it's a very different track than what you guys typically race at during the season, just because of the banking. I would I would suspect. Well, for sure, right? I mean the. The, the Mini is not as aerodynamic as the Porsche. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our fastest, we were fastest infield and through the bus stop. So all mm-hmm. the corners was our fast times of the weekend. So mm-hmm. the uh, the high banks was, was not our friend. Yeah, yeah but... we were about four or five miles per hour slower top speed yeah. in the banking. But the, the beautiful thing is, I mean, between the power and, and like Derek was saying in the infield, we can come out a corner so quick. And the car actually, even though our top speed was less. We get to our top speed faster mm-hmm. than the competition could get to their top speed, fa- uh, you know, top speed. Right, right. So by the time, first of all, we came out of the, the last corner onto the banking and we pull away. These guys pull away. And meanwhile, those other guys were just trying to catch up to get up to speed. Mm-hmm. And um, so by the time we came to the end of the, the banking, they were right there with us mm-hmm. or or couldn't trying even catch us. Yeah. Trying to pass, yeah. but you had an opportunity. You had the position, it so was you more could. Of a strategy, right? You so could you, pick. Yeah, exactly. So you have to strategize how you were driving the cars because you knew when you get into fifth gear, they start catching you. So mm-hmm. Daytona is the only track that we get the sixth gear in. So we we're at, at fifth, they start catching us, and then through six, you just see them coming quick. Yeah. You know, and the Caymans are so slipstream. Yeah. That you had to strategize on how you were going to get in the brake zone to keep them behind. So tell so. me. So tell me, like, give me a scenario. So Caymans coming up on you. Do you do? You, it's good. I think it's what a, a sharp left. 
Yeah, so there's a sharp left. When you go, it's actually like a 180 turn going mm -hmm. into turn one. So for us, we'd stay to the inside as much as possible to keep them. So they have to go the, the long right, route away. Right. Um, our braking package is amazing, right? Mm -hmm. So we could brake where they were braking. Even if they had a couple mile an hour more than us, even if they got their nose in front, they still have to get around us from the outside. So if we could stick, you know, just in front of them before we got to start finish so that they were side drafting mm -hmm. us going into start, like start finish, we could keep them behind us. If they were to start side drafting us earlier on, maybe come through turn four, yeah, and there's trouble. Then, then it was tough. Yeah. So, uh, but through, it's interesting though, with this platform for us, when we're in the infield and you have a Porsche slowing you down through a corner. It's amazing. It's Yeah, it is really amazing because you're, you're eating them up and you're trying to get around everybody through yeah. the infield when you would think that this car wouldn't be the fastest car through all the corners. And this is really, that's why we do so well at these like fast corner tracks like Mossport. Mm -hmm. So for us to do so well at Daytona, I'm not going to say kind we of were surprised. Amazing, right? Right, yeah, but we weren't expecting to be leading the race almost the entire race. It so. was incredible, and I think it, what you just said is so it's interesting to me because there's a lot of people that listen to this that have tracked their minis mm -hmm. and have done track schools or track days where they're they're actually mingled in with Porsches or BMWs, and a lot of them have probably had that experience. I know I have, right. which is to say that, oh, my God, I'm right on the tail of this M3, and right. he loses me in the straight, right. sure, but... It takes a while, and everywhere else, it kind of eat them alive, mm -hmm. you know. And it's it's been the same since the '60s, essentially. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we uh, I had never driven a mini at all in my life until uh, we were in Atlanta mm -hmm. the year before last, mm -hmm. and um, you know, I drew I had just driven a Cayman the race before. I jumped in one of these, and I was like, "Wow, this is an awesome car!" <laughs> like I, you know, I was really pleasantly surprised, and yeah. literally went home and bought a mini to drive on the street. Really, I thought it was so great. I yeah. had never driven one of these before, and. Uh, I think, you know, we spent a lot of time last year developing the car, getting the diff mm -hmm. to where we wanted it, working with the electronics, like Lou was saying, to mm -hmm. get us to a place where everything is starting to mate and work. It's, and, you know, it's like really a bulletproof car because mm -hmm. we have so much stock stuff on the car that mm -hmm. we don't worry, you know, that we're going to blow a turbo or that our motor's going to blow. I mean, mm -hmm. it's literally the stock car. And, um, one yeah, of the, I mean, it's made, for, it's made for you to drive it for 100,000 miles, right? That's so, amazing. So... A four-hour endurance race with us—it just kind of fell in our, you know, in our strength, right? Mm -hmm. Because we don't—we're we, not on the on the edge of like they were saying of, mm -hmm. you know, race engines are on always on the edge of right. bailing for right. because you're trying to get right. extract every horsepower out of it. Well, we're running what it was designed to run, mm -hmm. and um, so how much does fuel economy factor into a race like Daytona? Huge. I mean, it's, uh, so every lap we go by, we read off our fuel burn number. Mm -hmm. So then uh, Rob will be reading back to us, all right, back off a little bit, get back uh, on it. Um, you know, at Daytona, because of the gearing with the JCW box that we have in it, we wanted to run it to 6,500 RPMs. So both Rob and our uh, head engineer were asking us not to run it to 6,500 RPM every lap, but that's where the car made speed. So, we, so as a driver, you wanted to drive it at right. 6,500 RPM. Everybody else wanted us to dial back it back up. a yeah. little bit. Uh, but when we needed to, we could conserve. Uh, and if we get in a draft with somebody, even if somebody's drafting behind you, mm -hmm. it'll help you with your fuel numbers. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of that arrow push that you get from behind. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know... We, uh, we spent a lot of time last year, too, trying to make sure we got the best fuel pickup and all yeah. the issues resolved. Uh, well, I, I want to come back to that in a second because yeah. I was at Road America and there was an interesting story <laughs> with that race. But um, just really quickly, given the fact that it's four hours again, thinking about you know items that wear, how were the brakes over four hours? 
they were consistent. I mean, Actually, we had, the pads look brand new. Those yeah. are the original Those are the pads? Those are the pads, and I think really? it has like 80 or 90% left still. Wow. Uh, yeah. So we were running a, a G-Lock brake package that we ran, and uh, Lou went back, I mean, kind of counterintuitively said he's going to take out all the grooves out of our rotors so they would last longer, and the brakes were just as good without any of the grooves in the Really? Rotor. So no heating issues, nothing. That's really interesting. I was going to ask yeah. about that because that's, that's one thing that you see on pretty much every race car out there is that you've got grooves, you've got, you know, holes, something to dissipate heat. Yeah. My, my concern was in the four-hour race... You know, the only thing that's not OEM on the car are the rotors. Mm-hmm. They're the same size as the OEM. Mm-hmm. You could put these on on the your JCW standard JCW, yep. yeah. And uh, and normally pads, we we normally run, or last year we were running two and a half hour races, mm-hmm. and and the race the pads would last the race, and maybe if we had to go longer, it may have lasted until for three hours. So my concern wow. going into four, into a four hour race is okay. Well, it, we're gonna suffer with brakes. Yeah. And and like I was telling everybody, you know, we had such a good deck of cards going into da- Daytona. We mm-hmm. had been on the pole, on the pole, on the front row the year last year. Mm-hmm. We were fast at last year's roar and we were fast at this year's roar and the roar just for folks who don't know is is the the, test sort of the, the race before, before the race if you Correct. will and that level sets performance theoretically it, it gives the, the team oh, an adjustment happens yeah. at that point but yeah. i think it's more of a preview yeah. yeah but it's also the first time you get to shake down the car and yeah. the cars the cars through the winter go through you know we had new transmissions mm-hmm. and new diffs and you go there and you know, we, you know, Rob, Derek talks about Rob. Rob's my partner, and he's the lead engineer in the team. Mm-hmm. And through the winter, Rob and and myself, we, and and from what we've learned with the drivers through the season, we, you know, it's the only time you actually have to make changes. I mean, during the year, during the season, you know, especially the second half of the season, it's back-to-back every other weekend. So there's yeah. no time to take transmissions out, put diffs in. And so... Once the last race came from last year, we went straight into them, took all the transmissions out. Rob re redesigned the diff and mm-hmm. different settings and ramps and and uh, the roars where we tested it. Right, wow. and we were the '73 car was on the top three fastest all three days, and at the end of the last day, we were the fastest car. So you felt good going into the race, but still. Well, sure, you know because because of, of the arrow, the arrow. Uh, disadvantage that mm-hmm. we have, right? So we we've always been three, four, five miles per hour slower in top speed in mm-hmm. the banking. I mean, there's nothing we can do about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can't change the aerodynamics. The cars have to be like they are from mm-hmm. the factory. And you're racing against the Porsches, and even the BMWs are more slipstream than mm-hmm. than the Mini. Uh, you have the Miatas. The Miatas struggle there. That's not their track. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll 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 fight the Miatas at, La- at Laguna. That's their track, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think we're going to look good at Laguna too because it's a four-hour race. The, the Miata is very, very built up, mm-hmm. you know. So it's always a it's a ticking grenade. It's, it's their it's their track. Yeah. It's their track, but they're going <laughs> to last. They're going to have to last four hours this time. Yeah, that's interesting. So well, last year they were about a second and a half faster than the yeah. entire field. So it would be really? hard. Yeah. So if they can keep that up for four hours, yeah. it might be tough to catch. It'll be yeah. tough. I, I, I mean, I'll predict it again. I think you know we have new transmissions, better. Everything we, we proved in the infield at Daytona mm-hmm. that nobody could touch us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's not power, it's handling, yeah. it's grip. Uh, our cars are really good on tires. Like, we don't, 
we don't lose a ton of time between slicks mm -hmm. and 30, 30 lap old tires, right? I mean, wow. you know. Where we lose time when we go back to the braking and why the brakes are so efficient is you, you're more likely to heat up the tire and therefore you, don't, you lose your contact badge. Right. Mm -hmm. So that then your sense. brakes are still good. You're mm -hmm. just not using them effectively because of the it's tire. It's not as much adhesion. Yeah, yeah that, that, so. that makes a lot of sense. So the car's really good on tires. I, I even, you know, I mean, I, I assume braking, there's a lot of friction, so that's where they mm -hmm. suffer the most. But overall, between lap times from three or four laps in after you get past the, the best part of the tire, right? Mm -hmm. That's kind of like qualifying. Right, and right. Once the tire falls from the qualifying times, we, we're really not that far off from from like we the fifth, 10 lap to that's 30 lap. Amazing. Our last lap was one of our fastest laps. Yeah. So. Tell me about that last lap. What was that and, like? And by the way, the, the, the last lap, the rear tires were never changed. Yeah, we were they did the, the whole four hours. four hours. So the rear tires wow. were four hours. So the car is really good. In tires. Wow, that's amazing. So, so you know, for, for Laguna, I know we're, it's going to be tough to catch the, the Miatas, mm -hmm. although I think we're going to be faster, so we'll be able to put pressure, and they're going to have to live for four hours. Yeah. We have no problem. Yeah. So that's yeah, going mean, to be the trick. Lose referral. I think we're like we are in a good battle for a championship this year. Yeah. You know, last year was a lot of development. We had the mm -hmm. issues with the fuel pickup that like you said about Road America, things yeah. like that. That we figured that all out. So now it's a matter of just being consistent and making sure that the yeah. car is well, ready and being. I mean, and I'll come back to that last lap yeah. at, at uh, Daytona because at Road America, you guys were in a position to win. win. We were the yeah. fastest car. You're the yeah. fastest car. Yeah. It's a, it's a, an amazing track. It yeah. was. You guys were. You looked. Um, you know, like in control, essentially. Yeah. Well, so so to be fair, also at, at Rota, Rota America, we we had we made an unscheduled pit, a pit stop, literally 13 laps yeah. earlier than we we mm -hmm. that we were you know planned. We had a wheel vibration problem that was undrivable and it was affecting our brakes. Mm -hmm. So we came in. And um, I think you completed your driving time at that point. At the, so yeah, we had something ended up, we think, in the brake. In the brake pads or something. But oh, we right. going into Canada Corner, all of a sudden I didn't have any brakes. Yeah. Not uh, a good place. Then it shook out. So yeah. then we could continue, but we wanted it. We were under caution. Yeah, so you, can't, you yeah. can't take a chance at yeah. Road America with brakes, you know, yeah. or, or having yeah. a problem. Yeah. Vibration. Yeah. I mean, you're going... Yeah. Not as fast as Daytona, but that's your next well, fastest track. The right? kink is yeah, not a place kink, that no. you want to have any doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where he had the problem, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, after the game, going into yeah. Canada yeah. Corner, and uh, you know, I almost took out that Nissan yeah. by a couple inches. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. yeah. And you were you were running a top three. I think you were you almost you passed for first for a fraction of a second. Yeah, for a second <laughs> when I when I almost hit them. Yeah. With no <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, and, and so we pitted 13 laps early. Yeah. I mean. We and we we were stretching our fuel window, and I think we were just there's so many undulations there. Yeah, it was as soon as we yeah. were coming into uh, up out of five, and so we were obviously just stretching our fuel pickup by like just a little bit. And since then, Lou's figured out a way to get some more fuel pickup out mm -hmm. of the tank. But it, we, you know, I think we had probably half a tank, half a gallon left. And you, you yeah. guys were in first, uh, second. second, second because we had to let the the eventual race winner go mm. because we were in conservation mode. That's right. That's right. right. You let right. him. You let we him go. It was like, like a lap or two to go. It's either we make it, it to the end, yeah. or we pit and fall back to yeah, 17th. That's right. So it's okay. Well, we if we don't pit and we get through, if we get through the white flag and we don't make it, we're still going to finish seventh and that's what happened right yeah and so. I, I have to tell you as a mini fan though it was it, I, it was one of those moments it was 
awesome to see a car out there you could root for yeah. and uh, doing well like you guys were and in, in you know, a, a real spot to win. And so that's yeah. why I think this, this Daytona win is so, it's just so special to all of us. I, you know, I say that this Daytona is probably the, the biggest win for a production hardtop since Monte Carlo. That's cool. And I, I, that makes my, sense. I, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I know there's been plenty of production pro racing going on, mm-hmm. but, you know, out of all the tracks, like I always mm-hmm. say, if, if this is the only race we're going to win as a team, we won the best race you mm-hmm. could ever ask for. So right? tell me about that last lap. I mean, when you. <laughs> well, you know, that last lap, that last lap, um, Nil Biter started 30 minutes earlier because a caution came out 30 minutes ago. And we were debating because we were debating if we pitted or not. Because even if we pitted at 30 minutes to go, we still wouldn't make it to the end on fuel. And, mm. you know, so Rob... Yeah, we were stretching a fuel window again. So yeah. we were, you know, the, the caution was... We didn't want a caution because we were leading already. Right. So we knew we were going to get bunched up. And we have to worry about the whole, you know, drafting by going into turn one again. Right. Um but we were lucky and unlucky with that caution because we knew we could make it on fuel at that point. So, yeah. Uh, Matthew, but, you had, but you had some work to do. Yeah, Matthew was... Uh, so, obviously, I started the car, mm-hmm. and I got out after two hours. And um, Matthew, he's he's got a brain for it. So, yeah. he knew when that green was coming, and he just launched. So, he came out of the bus stop rolling really hard. And the... Uh, what was right behind him? The BMW or... Uh, for the last two oh, laps? the Cayman. So the Spence, BMW. BMW and Spencer were behind and, him. So they yeah. were battling. Mm-hmm. So he was able to uh, he was able to open up a nice gap going to the green flag. And if he hadn't opened up that four or five car gap, I don't, you know, we might be having a different conversation right now because yeah. he would have had to battle them really hard. But yeah. those two guys were battling for second place, which gave us the opportunity to run. So two Caymans uh, finished behind us. It yeah, was, they, they uh, both passed the BMW. So mm-hmm. it was, yeah. you know, they had a three-car battle going on right behind us. And, uh, you know, lucky for us, Matthew's got the strategy in his yeah. mind and, you know, kind of... Went for it. Yeah, exactly. All you got to do is give him the green, 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 and he knows oh, what man. to do. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we thought we had given it away because we've missed a couple of wins, right? We yeah. talk about Road America, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And at that point, I mean, I, I think it was literally at the la- 10 laps to go when we had the yellow, the last yellow, and I just took my headset off and I stood by the, the pit wall and just looked at the track. So I, I wasn't watching you guys you on TV <laughs> because we've been there before, right? We took yeah. the white flag at Road America yeah. in second place comfortably. Yeah. And, you know, we ran out of fuel. Uh, Atlanta, you know, we yeah. were running second there yeah. too on the yeah. white flag and come in. And we also had a, a fuel pump issue there. We're not uh, sure what it was, was electronics. More of a jump. A we, jump. Uh, we jumped turn five. So when we jumped turn five, we had a we got a air in the line. Uh, so I think we could have been battling for a win. Matthew was, again, driving amazing there. Yeah. And uh, I think he was pushing for the win. And when he uh, he hit a curb, and we got a little air in our mm-hmm. fuel line. And that's so that's why we lost uh, position there. But, yeah, you know, it's we've had a few of those in a row yeah. where it just got devastating. Where mm-hmm. we're like, we're going to win. Oh, we're not going to we're gonna win. Yeah. So I don't listen. I mean, the last couple yeah. laps, if we're in that position, I think most of the team doesn't celebrate until we literally see the car come to the check. Yeah. Back. Yeah. So I stood there and I just kept watching, coming out of turn turn four, turn right, four, yeah, to the yeah. trioval, and you could see down pit in. Yeah. All of a sudden, I just you know you see the car coming. And I, and I didn't see any Porsches behind him. I mean, we literally had like a five, four or five second. Yeah, lead. yeah. That yeah. So your heart just probably. I was just like, like, oh my. <laughs> I was like, yeah. So you know, it's really good. And like I said, if 
if there's if we're only going to win one race, you yeah. know, this is probably the biggest win for for us as a team and in, in, in the Conti and the ST class. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for many in modern time, I think it's probably yeah. the biggest win since Monte Carlo. That's days, you know, that's awesome. Pretty big. I think I think that's pretty fair. Yeah. So I, before before we wrap, I do want to I do want to point out that you guys have some really nice decoration in the form of a few <laughs> dents on the car uh, and a new hood as well, yep. which was a last second uh, change. If I yeah, recall. so it was uh, what was that practice practice four? before qualifying? Yeah, it was practice four. There was five practice sessions, and uh, the the uh, regulating body wouldn't let us run our hood pins at the normally way we do it. Uh-huh. So. Uh, Matthew was on the front straight going into turn one about 145, 146. And the front, uh, the bonnet flew up, smashed the windshield out and the hood, dimpled everything down. Yeah. He was really good about keeping it off the wall and keeping it off of any other cars. Pretty much, a, pretty much a nightmare. Inside out. <laughs> oh, yeah, the hood was really it was inside out. Yeah, it's a pretty it amazing photo. Inside out. Wow. It wrapped around the eight pillars, smashed the windshield, and and, and half of the roof was dented to the roll cage. I mean, and, that's and, a, that's amazing. And and you know, with many with many USA and the dealerships, we you know we get a lot of uh, uh, support from all of the many dealerships around the country, and and uh, we have a handful of uh, many technicians from the mm-hmm. dealerships. And those guys, we had six, uh, three from. Uh, Mini of uh, Orlando and three from Tom Bush Mini, mm-hmm. and those guys ripped out the broken windshield, took off the the t- inside out hood. Wow! You know, banged the roof back out, and we we installed a new windshield. We carried all the spare parts and fitted another hood in an hour and twenty minutes. Wow! Uh, we made yeah. our next session, which yeah. we That's didn't amazing. even think we were gonna. You know, yeah, as a driver, you're sitting there like we might not make qualify. Yeah, and yeah. Watch these guys go to work. It was amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's it's just an amazing story. So now we have we call it the the the, the Daytona look, right? Black hood. <laughs> that that's staying like that. We're we're gonna leave it hood. We're gonna leave yeah. it black for that's awesome for, for a while or maybe forever. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> So, well, um, this is this is awesome. Like I said, guys, I mean, this, it's a thrill for me to talk to you, and it's a thrill for me to see this car with the trophy on top of it. And and I would definitely agree with you. This is this is the biggest win since those classic rally wins. I can't think of another wins. one. You know? The, yeah. I mean, Mini's very very competitive in that car, but that's all a purpose built vehicle with yeah. the Countryman. With the Countryman right? for, for a hard top with the so, iconic Mini. This was on a the production based chassis. Yeah. You know, and this car's. Stock. Yeah. I mean, this is literally what you go buy out of a showroom mini right now. You know. Yeah. Well. So the weight in Daytona against Porsche, Audi, and BMW—that's that's uh, that's crazy. It's yeah, awesome. You, just, you would never, you would never think that that was possible. It's been a, Hopefully, it was a good day and a good. Yeah. It's been a few good few weeks. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you've got you've got a bunch of races coming up. You've got a full season, so let's let's hope the winning continues. Absolutely. Yeah, That's I mean, the plan. we're going into Sebring as a leading manufacturers yeah. in this team. Yeah. So I looked at the sheet the other day, and it's a Mini, Porsche, Nissan. I think it's Mazda, BMW, and Audi. And I'm like thinking, man, that looks pretty good. We got to find yeah, a way to keep, keep it that going. Up there. That's awesome. Yeah, you know? That's awesome. Well, thanks so much yeah. for your time, guys. Yeah, really no appreciate it. I appreciate your time. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks. Thank you.